0: Candy. Hey, kids. Your weekly podcast bringing you sweet treats from the world of music. And this week we have a special, special treat. Super sweet, special Some treat. Sweet. Yeah, I like that. Super sweet, special treat. <laughs> we have an interview with Skeeter Enoch Thompson. Who is a legend, really, in the um, hardcore punk punk. world.
1: Yeah, the hardcore punk scene, yeah. DC-based. If you, you know. know anything about DC punk, then you probably know his name or at least you know the name of his band which is scream yes um we have talked about scream before we have we've talked in our about them in our nirvana episodes yeah um because dave Grohl was their drummer for a hot second yeah but we did not come to this interview to talk about dave Grohl. no we came to talk to enoch and he had some wonderful stories to tell us
0: they're so good. You know, he got to sit down and tell us about like what the DC
1: punk scene was like back in the 80s. And a lot of his childhood and his musical influences, how he got his first guitar, which, which is, is an amazing story. Oh my God. A chef's kiss of an amazing <laughs> yes. story. The absolute best we've heard so far. Right. Definitely. And also his views about like growing up as a black man in Virginia mm-hmm. and how he feels about the Black Lives Matter movement that's going on now. Yeah. So a lot of really good, really poignant stuff. Some really good stories. Yeah. And uh, we're super happy that he is in our hometown now. Yeah, right. Which we didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> we came to <laughs> find hidden that A treasure in our own town. So yes. we were super, super stoked that he wanted to talk to us. Yeah.
0: And also, you'll probably hear in the background of the Zoom call, uh, was Mary his partner yes, who has
1: who set up this whole thing. Yeah, so, so shout <laughs> out to Mary cuz
0: she's awesome too. Yeah. They were they were both delights to talk to. It is a fun time. So we will cut our intro short so you guys can sit back, relax and enjoy our interview with Mr. Enoch. Here you go. Hey, so we're here and we are having a fabulous interview with Enoch skeeter enoch from that's me <laughs> from scream a yeah. fabulous hardcore punk band from back in the day and still around today still making yeah. these and it. yeah you're still kicking it which is great uh yeah. but yeah we figure you know let's have you on we'll have a nice chat you know keep ourselves yeah. keep each other company during these spicy times
2: oh yeah very spicy <laughs> very it is are we like spice like a friend of mine had this band that was a great idea to have a band called the Spice Boys.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, And they were actually quite, quite fun band, but he uh, got another, uh, sad note that he passed away, but it was a great band. It was a great idea. I actually played a few, I guess, tours, a few practices. They lived way too far out when I was living in, uh, sterling virginia and they live way out in maryland which is in the dc yeah. area
0: oh that's that's very far <laughs> yeah
2: it's like it was like 40 30 mile trek and i was like no
0: no, no thank no. you
2: <laughs> i did two practices and i was like no Through buy the metro too i had to get oh god it was so terrible
0: oh my god you had to take the metro it wasn't even like you were driving no it wasn't it was before i had a vehicle oh my god nope that's that's a no
1: for me. Yeah, dog, the novelty sure. of that probably wears pretty thin <laughs> after that so,
2: And then it was during the winter too, and we're in a garage. It's
1: like <sighs> no.
0: No, yeah, we're good. You guys I'm are good cult. by yourselves.
2: I was like, I love the spice boys. <laughs> <laughs> I love you from Virginia.
0: <laughs> You're like, I will rep you. You come to a show yeah. out here, I'm there, yeah. but no. They're really
2: fun. They're great in the sky, it's like a shop. Erica's ska band.
0: Oh my God! Well, there's your jam, man. That's my jam. I'm gonna go yeah. look them up. I love yeah. ska. <laughs> well,
2: well, now see, it's it's such a it's so many weird clicks, you know, like all in DC. It, it's a great ska, like scene. Yeah. But they definitely, it's definitely like ska bands support each other. Hmm. Okay, sure. And uh, but uh, it's but the hardcore band. It's weird. Cause it's a hardcore click and. They come together, but only like it's usually they're having shows that sit on the same nights. So, yeah, difficult.
0: Yeah, actually, I've I was really curious um because I don't know about you, probably you you to a lesser extent than me, but I really didn't know much about like the punk scene, especially the hardcore punk mm-hmm. scene, until we started doing the podcast, yeah. and I'm like. And as I've like learned more about like Black Flag and Bad Brains, I'm I find the scene really fascinating because it's a lot of DIY, and you all kind of were in a group helping each other out. Like, can you kind of elaborate on that and tell us like the I mean, nice I next mean, picture of the scene?
2: What do you mean from oh, back Just then? Like it the was
0: DC hardcore scene, yeah.
2: DC hardcore scene was definitely like a small, small group, maybe of, like su- from suburban kids. Right outside of DC, it's like the DC, Virginia, Maryland. It's called the, uh, they call it the, what the Metropolitan DMV. Oh
3: yeah. And
2: mm-hmm. per, at first, back in the early '80s, like you know, late '70s, I was just getting out of high school, so it was a sort of a garage, huge garage scene, in DC. Or, you know, you had to be 21 to get in the bars, or I think you could go if 18. I think you could, you know, everybody was very easy to get in back then. So the yeah. scene was very much just a lot of garage bands. And through those garage bands, uh, there were like bands like Raz and what, the Nurses. And, and they were pretty much like New York Dolls, t- sort of like, you know, same sort of garage, <laughs> sort of, not glam, but like sort of dirty glam. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Like,
2: uh chunky <laughs> glam or whatever. And I was I was like just, you know, that scene I was thrown into that scene and our scene sort of popped off of that when it was basically suburban kids and and, you know, street punks still in high school, getting bands together. And it sort of started in, you know, sort of like what Word of mouth, and just you know, just I don't know. It was just, it's not like we heard from anywhere else, but then all of a sudden we started hearing about shows downtown, and they're actually like house parties. Oh yeah. And then started to go. They're actually in a row house, so you know, I forget how I heard about it through the, old, the lead singer in Scream. His name is Pete Stahl, so he would take Franz and I to shows, and, and that's. That scene was pretty much already happening. It was like a DC scene of these sort of like a alternative kids. Yeah. They were going to alternative schools,
1: mm-hmm. basically,
2: and also a part of an art community there in DC, because we lived in Virginia. And so we sort of were lucky enough to stumble upon that scene. It was already started. It was, it was everybody did everything themselves, was, you know, Discord Records was people were sitting shows up making their own flyers yep. I mean you got at the same time they were like I said there were the garage bands that were playing in the more established places which were like uh nightclubs like clubs like the what the Bayou and and like the wax museum and uh, like Psychedelic and places like that but there was this underground scene that started to pop because, you know, you had to be 21 to get into those places. Right. And you had to have proper ID. So it just got to be too much of a hassle going through the... So they started to so have house parties, parties, sort of. Yeah. And there was uh, an art community there, which, you know, unbeknownst to us, but we heard it through word of mouth. I mean, there was no internet, but through word of mouth. And then we sort of stumbled upon this great scene because we, we had our little garage band started too. Okay, so you started, guys
0: were already playing at that point.
2: We were playing. We No, we, we were playing. We started playing about in like 1979, Franz and I. And and unbeknownst to us, you know, we were going to sh- Everybody, We were still in the music, you know. It was about the time when Disco sucked. It was like, Disco sucked. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And, you know, So you want to be who, the
1: exact like, opposite of that.
2: Yeah, you know, then, like, you know, then it was the Sex Pistols, the Sex Pistols. Yep. Of
1: yeah. course,
2: there was the Ramones, and people know about the Ramones, but the Sex Pistols were, like, the really, you because know, they were, like, you know, sticking, you know, people were, like, spitting yeah. on each other. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, they had the Donahue show, so you had, so all, so I guess across America, obviously, it started all over. But yeah. in our little area, we, you know, it was a music scene already, but there was a lot of metal already happening, you know, you had journey stuff like that going on mm-hmm. and there was bands that had battle bands and stuff like that so in our that that's what was going on in our so we so we were we would play these battle of bands there would be bands that were playing like horrible versions of oh, like no. you know Ted Ted Nugent, you know well, oh, no. Ah, ah,
3: ah. <laughs> no no like, no it was, somebody,
2: it was crazy because they weren't the smart rockers Nobody was doing like ZZ Top, which is <laughs> they were doing Ted they were doing Nugent. Terrible stuff, man, I thought they were doing like Nugent, which wasn't terrible.
3: Oh you no, you know, but you
2: got these guys trying to act like Ted Nugent, and uh. they're from the suburbs, which they have the, but you know, Ted Nugent is very flamboyant, very
1: yeah. yeah, out
2: there, you know what I mean, just you know.
1: He was jumping off speakers and bullshit like that. Yeah, you know. In so, a loin you know, cloth.
2: And <laughs> then I, I can't even, even you know, and also you had like bands like Deep Purple and, you know, and like Sabbath and bands like that. Mm-hmm. Like, but it wasn't a lot of bands trying to emulate
1: yeah. Deep
2: Purple and Sabbath. They were more of the glam.
1: Yeah.
3: Sort of
2: pretty boy stuff. And so mm-hmm. we, so we ended up like, we are scream, we were pretty much, a garage, sort of like, you know, I can't even, the band, you know, sort of like the Animals probably, like, mm. oh, you know, okay. like Eric Clapton and the Animals we were sort of like, we would, that's, in fact, it was what we were more like, the you know, we did some Stones, we did Eric Clap, we did Eric Burton and Animals, we did this band called Roy Loney and the Phantom Movies. We were doing those cover songs. Yeah. So to these people, they were like, they've never heard. Yeah. They're used to living, listening to like, <laughs> commercial radio station yeah you know? like yeah. you
0: guys were arguably more into like the technically sound stuff than like the glam pop bam yeah music. i mean it, then
2: great. when we really started to get progressive we we're, we're started to play like you know the police and clash stuff
0: that wow. totally so, makes sense like yeah. so, that's a good so, so we were we, you know, and...
2: we went to like battle of bands these guys we we, we had originals but we realized because it was a big you know battle of bands is nothing but a scam anyway
3: yeah
2: people to come in the club right yeah you know other than when they didn't have national acts because this place called louis rock city so they would have national acts they would have like johnny Winter. Mm -hmm. johnny Winter is like great he i remember like three weeks before we'd seen johnny Winter, and he's all drunk and like (laughs) playing you know blue nun and he'd (laughs) take a bottle of wine and he'd smash the bottle and have the neck left and he'd start playing guitar with just one neck and he drink another oh. bottle and he's smashing it in
1: his
2: string and he tried with He drink another bottle and he'd smash it. And I was like, you know, that's what we were like so we we're like totally into that like sort of gutter. Yeah, that's what scream was like. We yeah. We're in the all brothers and then we sort of evolved into but all the other people were into like the real glam glamorous stuff. And yeah. And also we was just so so we thought we were the only ones really. So you know we we always came in like second place because we were we're doing like the police stuff and people, you know, police had really dynamic stuff. Oh, yeah. Know? We did Especially the earlier the stuff. Like, yeah, the earlier stuff, like, you know, can't stand losing it, like, you know, next yeah. to you, like, <laughs> pook, 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 you know, it's <laughs> like, people, realize,
0: wait, the police were punk. <laughs>
2: yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, but it was so, cause, but these people had never hurt, you know. Yeah. It'd only been probably like a few people in the audience say if it was like 100, because it's mainly high school and yeah. they had this big, rivalry you had you know you had the freaks who would yep. listen to like zeppelin then you had the blues people who would listen to like you know bb king let's say understand it. To... but then you have like the prog rock people who would listen to like frank zappa <laughs> or, like, you know so so <laughs> you have all these different and then those bands couldn't really hang with the musicianship you know what i mean yeah it was too much and but we could handle like the police is very straightforward. So it came off very good. But then, you know, we're like, we're going to shows in D.C., just we're going to bigger shows. But then, you know, Pete, who was older, found the art community. was also, because he he was in the poetry and, I guess, and more art, he was, you know, an older cat. So he started to you know, these uh, these shows, and like I said, at the row house, houses where we met, like, we sort of, you know, we saw like bands like Teen Idols, and I don't know if you ever heard of these guys, but Teen Idols, SOA, Bad Brains.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: you know, just all these great, you know, bands. Yeah. Every weekend it would be another band. You know what I mean? It's like oh but it was at this one place, and then we sort of, you know, we started to mingle and meet people. But as we met them, we started to notice that they were like, you know, they were recording, and everybody was passing out these, you know, first it started out with cassette tapes pretty yep. much, and they had their own cassette tapes, and, and then then I remember finally, after about like two or three years of going to shows, just basically on weekends, that we had just got out of high school. I think Franz was still, in, he was a senior, and I'd been kicked out, Singer Pete was already working, but uh, we ended up seeing that, you know, we're going in, and We'll go through the selling them, we'll we we'll see them selling records, and we're like, what the heck? And we start, I started talking to you, because, you, know, you know, we had sort of befriended a couple people who were, were more hip into the city, because we came from Virginia, just <laughs> us four. Yeah. And then we started slowly, you know, crept into that scene, which, you know, people were making records and, and you know, selling amongst the other. Bands and we're like, well, they're, they're recording and making records. <laughs> what about it's us? Like, we start doing that. It, oh, no, so then, then we like started. We started like, we well, luckily we you know started to meet yeah. people. And we started, to, you know, uh, have our, have shows or get in on shows because mm-hmm. they try to you know they knew they're having shows in this place called Woodlawn, and they're actually getting bands from Virginia, and getting bands from DC, and getting bands from Maryland. So, and also national acts, like DOA came through with Joe Bradford. And so everybody's like, oh my God, DOA. <laughs> I, was a, I knew nothing, because my big band back then was like probably Parliament Funkadelic.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Know? so I was like more into like the early, early, you know, Parliament stuff. And, and may I wasn't really into the whole rock scene, but Pete and those guys were into it. And I just, you know, slowly started paying more attention as you know started getting into the fashion and i guess the the attitude of
0: it yes so like was it because you guys went from kind of like more mainstream kind of rock and like slowly eventually evolved into hardcore punk
2: yeah yeah it went from definitely from like we're totally i remember when i first picked up a guitar i was like i wanted to be hendrix you know oh yeah guitar guitar player amazing yeah, and Franz wanted to be like Dwayne Almond. So we were like, yeah. <laughs> so he was like all in the Almond Brothers. And then we sort of evolved into that whole, uh, sort of, what do you call it? Uh, sort of like the fusion jazz. There was a period where it was like the whole, like, what do you call it? Uh, like Little Feet was like a lot of sort of oh, yeah. bands are really big, Little Feet. And, yeah. And, and maybe Weather Report and bands like that. And we're, and, John McLaughlin and, and we were into that, but that was like, so, you know, you're playing guitar, you're just a strum bum. And then you got, you know, like Larry Coryell and John McLaughlin. <laughs> sort of go, it
1: gets a little boring for those people just strumming along after a while. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, you just, you get so intimidated. You go like, Oh, never, you know? So, but then you, then you sort of get wind of people like, you know, Elvis Costello, you know, like, or even, you know, you know you know the ramones for instance great you hear oh, yeah. the ramones you're like, i can do that you know yeah. yeah
0: that was actually their whole kind of how they started was they thought we don't have to be like making jimmy page guitar yeah. solos we can still make yeah. great music yeah. just strumming
2: well yeah then you know then i started to like then you know my, my stepdad who really respected his musical taste he was into like west montgomery and my mom was really into, like, uh, Elmore James and stuff like that. So I was really into, like, a heavy blues influence. But then, wow. you know, then Wes Montgomery, my stepdad, was all into jazz. So I had, and that's what I was trying to explain to people. I was like, I didn't really get, I think the first music I was into, personally, was probably, like, you know, like, just top 40 stuff. You know, I was like a kid just, you know, stuck on the radio, you know. Yep. So I was into, like. A lot of do-op and a lot of you know a lot of you know four tops temptations mm-hmm. oh, yeah. supreme but really in the motown oh yep. neck and stuff like that you know and then my mom would have these you know it was totally tough my mom would have these crazy I always grew up in a do-it-yourself environment the black community I grew up in they would have we had like our own street numbers and they had like card games where the only gambling like community yeah. and my and my uncles and stuff were played blues music and my mom would sort of it wasn't like it was sort of like a gambling house but not <laughs> it was you know my mom official yeah unof- i mean weird <laughs> really, because they were like the community when people didn't have when they couldn't make their rent some a lot of people didn't. luckily my my godfather was this guy named cb hollum he had enough clout and money in the, the neighborhood he had his own house
3: mm-hmm. and,
2: you know he he owned his house he owned their own property bought property but most people were like renting so
3: mm-hmm.
2: when they couldn't make the rent mr cb would have let them have a rent party oh,
3: you know gosh, at the house
2: shit. so people they would have when they like you know sometimes it'd be a waistline party sometimes they'd have cards mm-hmm. and they'd sell like you know sell like chicken dinner the fish dinner. but during this whole time was always this plethora of music, you know, constantly.
1: Yeah, that's so, really know. that's a nice correlation between your background and the DIY punk community because yeah, it's just everybody helping each other. Like if you don't yeah. have something, somebody's going to help you out and give it to you. And there's nothing yeah. more DIY than that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah.
2: And that's the thing; it was a community like base thing, and that, and even like because we're like it's. Even the whole like you're asking about the how the D, the D DIY was a dude. I'm dyslexic. <laughs>
3: it's okay. Wow. Too many
2: letters. Yeah, there's a self sort of thing. And uh we and I sort of stumbled into like you said, it was like just part of my culture growing yeah. up. And I think, you know, and when we started even recording and stuff, it was all it was a community of meeting people. You know, Mm -hmm. underground meeting people, seeing, you know, either at a record store, and you're looking in a record band, you're looking at similar stuff, and you start talking, Mm -hmm. or you're at a show, and you bump into each other, either in a pit, or, you know, or, or, or just at a show, and you see, you see the same people at the same show, and you finally, Mm -hmm. first you start off going, hey, what's up, and then you... (laughs) all of a sudden you'd see him like getting a little bickering thing with somebody about a <laughs> band and you're like, I like that band too. <laughs> and and I, I remember most of the stuff that's what I was getting to, like the first, you know, most of, most of the music I learned about was from the scene and just different bands in the scene and passing around tapes. Yeah. And then you'd start to you'd go from DC and then start hearing about the Pro Mags and maybe, and, yeah, even before there was the Stimulators, really,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, with the another New York bands, and then Philadelphia bands ruined. They start to, to go, man, you got all these bands up and down the East Coast. And then you go, oh, yeah, it also goes coast to coast. Or, oh, it goes <laughs> the, oh, yeah, it goes across the water, too. So it was, it was pretty intense.
1: Yeah, yeah, before you know it, you have connections everywhere, little dots Every, along I mean, the map.
2: I didn't even really... It, like people would say like the whole discord thing was pretty unique
3: mm-hmm.
2: in the sense is, you know uh, we were pretty much doing everything you know like portable studios whatever yeah. four tracks and horrible recordings <laughs> and and then and we we're just used to just turning everything up loud and just recording it off cassettes or whatever. We luckily we had a mic with the cassette player. <laughs> then you know you go to an actual studio, which you know, uh inner ear was, you know, were separated. You start to realize, whoa, this is a whole different monster. Yeah. And, and playing live. And, but you had to, I mean it was really good because you actually had a hands on. Where everybody, you know, every every recording was a learning experience, but everybody you were totally involved the whole time. I mean, I, I would get kicked yes. out most of the time
1: <laughs> <laughs> for meddling too much.
2: Well, yeah, because I'd be all over. <laughs> it, you know, be like, I want to want to have a you know want to have a a phase shifter there on my guitar or, or my bass, and they'd be like, "Well, you should have recorded it like
1: that. <laughs> oh! I can't,
2: I can't do it now." I was down. Like, oh, really?
1: Oh, and I'd be God. like, D-9. And I'd be,
2: yeah, and I'd be like, Dad, come on, like, get him out of here. Oh, no. like, you just, you know, cause they're like, back then it was like a whole bunch of wires everywhere and people, yep. wires would go bad, something would go bad, you know, something small, the tape wouldn't, wouldn't be moving right, oh. so they'd have to smack it or something and <laughs> have all these little quirks and, and you'd be, I'd be like the little you ever seen that cartoon where the kids like, "Hey, Mister, what are you doing, Mister?" You doing? And, yep. me, yes. and I'd be like <laughs> that guy, you know. They'd be like, "Would you get him out of here?"
0: <laughs> He's asking too many questions.
2: You know, I'll just, you know, like I'm doing now, I just ramble. <laughs>
0: no.
1: <laughs> You're not rambling at no. all. No worries.
0: Um, actually, I think I read somewhere, uh, your scream was, uh, Discord's like first release, right? Or I one think of it, was a, it was a,
2: actually, the actual name. First full length, full length. Band. <laughs> That's
0: it. Yeah, full length.
2: They, they they had put, like, they had came out with a couple, I think they had a Flex Your, Flex Your Head compilation, I think was first. Mm-hmm. And then they had uh, Teen Idols. No, I think Teen Idols was first. And mm-hmm. SOA, or somebody. Now, they you you yeah, that's, yeah so that's, that's what I mean. But first they were putting out, like, EPs, like, of bands like SOA and mm-hmm. uh, State of Alert, and I think it was and Minor Thread, of course. Yeah. They were like singles, there, but we were the first full-length actual album, I guess.
0: Mm. You guys were like, your EPs are cute, but would you like a full-length? <laughs> Here <laughs> you
2: go. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was crazy because, at least from my perspective, uh, you know, the bands, like Teen Idols and the other bands, they weren't together as long as Scream.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Even at that point, like Scream started like in '79. So did all these other bands. Probably started '78, '79. Minor Threat, you know, SOA, GIs. I don't know if you heard any bands. No, understand. yeah, couple. But they, but they didn't last. Most like Minor Threat probably lasted maybe four years altogether.
0: Oh, yeah. They had a pretty short run.
2: Yeah, and they would break up periodically and that, <laughs> and uh, and and, and 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 for whatever reason i mean i didn't really know the politics of what it broke up but you know being in a band is like being in a relationship oh yeah oh yeah and all these bands were like they'd come and go pretty much and they you know and and it was a lot of great you know collaborations the bands but we were together the longest and so we had a, and we had been writing like the whole time
3: mm-hmm.
2: and these wow. bands and i think and another thing we had advantage we we lived together you know oh
0: that, those guys an advantage a, or a disadvantage yeah
2: <laughs> exactly exactly it was kind of <laughs> can get kind of incestual you can get kind of crazy it yes. gets like kind of and we're all alpha males after we didn't all Kent not live the drummer lived but we lived in the you know within two miles of each other yeah we worked together Franz, Pete, and I worked together off and on. It that's was Kent, Franz, Pete, and I. I mean, that's and we, asking
1: a lot out of a friendship. Yeah, <laughs> honestly.
2: Yeah. It, it, it was pretty. That's what I mean. We we're, it, but we it was because we Kent and I have known each other since we were in second second grade. Oh wow! The drummer and I and uh, Franz met Kent, and I met Franz probably around seventh grade.
0: So oh wow! Like, you guys have been then, buds since way back.
2: Yeah, and it, it, it was like, it, yeah, and we we definitely came from two different, you know. I came from more like lower, lower middle class, I guess, and he was like more middle class, upper middle class, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was can't. Sorry, but we're all problem child children. Like, <laughs> bonded, by, a, yeah.
0: bonded by, by troublemakers. <laughs> yeah, it in, yeah, it doesn't matter was, like, what you're. Market,
2: I was into sports, and they they were, and Kent Kent was into like hockey, and I was in all like the usual like you know football, basketball, and baseball. Kent was pretty much in the hockey, and Pete and Franz into like the American sports, but they they're pretty much like you know, or just like music jarheads, like music. <laughs> i don't even know how to explain it really. it's
0: just music was like that one thing that you're all like yeah but like this we all school. get this yeah
2: this yeah, is what we yeah. all I get mean, definitely when you i remember because even kent and our t- our two neighborhoods we had these woods we'd somehow you know because kids had nothing to do back then we'd go in the woods our parents would be like don't come home till sundown
1: Yeah.
2: oh yeah like, and woods don't, don't are like out of the house so Woods we, well, are perfect
1: would. for kids that have nothing else to do.
2: Yeah, oh man, <laughs> they come from we, would like that. Yep. we would make all these little forts. we would make forts. We would make forts pretty much out of like a lot of crazy stuff, like cardboard forts.
0: Oh my god, but Kent and
2: them, Kent, Kent, yeah, tires, whatever junk stuff, <laughs> we could find. mattresses, yeah, yep. until they get all wet and moldy. Oh. But uh, but Kent and those guys, they were like, they would get like wood and stuff. But then, because they were like then, because we started like robbing, you know, the uh, like all these developments started to pop around.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So people were taking like you know, plywood and two by fours and yeah, <laughs> planks of wood, and we and they we were building up because the woods were like pretty thick back then.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if they're not using it, take it. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. If they, if <laughs> they was. it's yours
1: was, now. Finders keepers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we were like, it was yeah, it was, it was so <laughs> bizarre. But see. Sometimes we end up like coming across other people's uh, fort and mm-hmm. so we did sort of squat or whatever you take. Oh my God. We ended up mingling. We ended up like, we didn't fight over, we ended up going like, ah, you know, we just sort of. moved on to the next kid. fort. <laughs> no, we'd end up like cohabitating together in the fort <laughs> oh like getting God. along as, as long <laughs> as no bullies get. Once in a while, it'd be some jerk come around and try to like push us around. Well, we, we actually got along a lot better. We were just, wow.
0: So, so you but, guys knew you could live in a home together because you were already living in yes. fourths together.
2: <laughs> yeah, we were already, like, like pretty put sneaking away. You know, we were, like, you know, potheads or whatever, drinking <laughs> beer and stuff. And we, we'd sit out there for hours sometimes.
1: And also childhood friendships have some way of kind of making it through a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So... I still have friends that I'm made in kindergarten. So yeah. and it doesn't matter what happens, they will always be my friends.
3: Yeah, exactly. So
1: you can build all the forts you want with them. They will still be your yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. You can squat we'll in all the some, forts. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Take some of their stuff. <laughs> uh, boy. Boys are always a lot more reckless, so definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember we would have rock battles. we like, Hey, you know, instead of playing, oh, just throw rocks indie, at
1: each other.
2: Yeah, we just gather <laughs> rocks. You're on that side. I'm on the side, and we're like, oh, yeah. you know, start that's the most rock-
1: dangerous game. <laughs> yeah,
2: is. I don't know. We we're a lot more uh,
1: free spirited.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, like it was amazing.
0: Yeah. So wait, when you were you started playing music when you were a kid, right?
2: Started playing. Started playing, like, on very, you know, elementary, but I started playing, actually, a guitar. I guess I was 15. Oh, okay. 14, 15,
0: yeah. What got you it into was, it? What made you be like, nah, I want to be a guitarist? I
2: saw, well, I was I was totally going to be, like, I wanted to be a professional athlete, but it's the only way I, you know, it's the whole thing, getting out of the mm-hmm. you know, ghetto.
3: <laughs> yeah. I
2: was, like, you know, and I was, like, uh, how am I going to get my mom? I didn't, you know, wanted to be an architect, of course, but, you know, you know when you take these SAT back then or whatever it was, it mm-hmm. sort of discouraged you yeah. to be anything else. It, it's sort of like dream killer. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> I, I wanted to be an architects and things like that, but I ended up uh thinking I was gonna be, you know, just total uh, you know, in the sports. But I saw this Hendrix movie. Oh. When I was like fourteen, in fact, this friend of mine and I were talking about this on Facebook. It just came up. It was a Hendrix movie. It was like uh, about, you know, was it a documentary of Hendrix, and uh, and I remember I think I was like fourteen or fifteen. that was like fourteen, and uh, and I just saw this movie, and it just it just blew me away. It just changed my life. And I was like, "That's what I want to do."
1: Yeah,
2: I was just going around like, "Foxy Lady."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna be anybody, like, be as Jimmy far Hendrix. as the talent goes, definitely be <laughs> uh, Jimi Hendrix.
2: Oh, yes. uh, it was just great. I remember the first opening scene is a black and white of him playing. Uh, I think it was a uh, "Tomorrow" or just yeah, so it's playing "Purple Haze." The black and white of him in England. Mm-hmm. He's like all shy at first, and then it's Shows him like a year later and it kicks in a full, vivid, you know, like mm-hmm. Technicolor. Oh, yeah. He goes, goes tomorrow. First, it's like he's all shy, angry black, white, <laughs> right. tomorrow. Or just <laughs> the time. He goes, tomorrow. it just moved, Jimmy, you know, it's like, oh, oh my yeah. God. And it's just like transformation. Vibrant. Yeah. And so, what's the word visceral? I'm just, I was yes. blown away. So, I never, yeah. Oh, and I man. never looked, I mean, I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. And that's how I actually, and my first instrument was a guitar. And first, my first guitar was my my actual, my baseball coach bought it for me. Because really? I actually, yeah. <laughs> how did that
3: happen? And it was
2: like, it was really, he was like, so I played Little League Baseball and I was pretty damn good. And uh, I had a baseball coach. He actually, he owned a few banks. It was like, well, he didn't own but he's like a president of a bank.
3: Oh, it, yeah, it, yeah.
2: Branches and he was our sponsor of our baseball team. You know, gotcha. so, so then I went up to Babe Ruth, which we mm-hmm. go from little league to Babe Ruth.
3: Yep, I do. Remember fo- that.
2: I mean, because I was pretty good, like I said, and he he followed me. He had kids too. He had a son who was my age, and he was going to Babe Ruth with me. So he was our coach, and and Ed, his name was Ed Fells, and he was our baseball coach. This guy. Mm-hmm. And so he followed us up to Bay Ruths and everything. Unbeknownst to me, this whole time, him and the other parents had been betting on the games. You know what oh, I mean? No. You know, I, I didn't know we were kids. You know, You're kids, so we're and we're pretty know? competitive kids at that. <laughs> but you know, got to realize, my mom, my mom worked all the time, so she didn't. Never, she never came to game. Mm-hmm. I was naturally competitive, you know. But just sad. but I mean, but. The other kids are pretty much being, you know, goaded by their parents. You know, because oh my they, God. they're monetarily <laughs> we invested. <laughs> we, talk, we talk about this stuff later. You know, that, but I'm uh, gonna me. You know, the, we had a championship game my my my, 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 my last my last year of senior of, of Babe Ruth. So you play till you're 14, I think,
1: mm-hmm. and then
2: you go to senior Babe Ruth. Yep. Ed Fellows. It was like. Like, you know championship and he had this huge bet obviously i didn't know and he was like and we're playing and he was like i gotta win this game he's like i really want to win this game i gotta I'll do anything anything you want you name it what do you want you name it i said i want a guitar <laughs> and he's like what and he goes yeah i want a guitar He's like, yeah okay i'll get you a guitar but you got to win the game and i go like and uh because he just thought it would be like $80, $90, right? And I was like, uh, no, it. I want a Fender Stratocaster. <laughs> Fender Stratocaster. And he was like, What the Fender Stratocaster? <laughs> Back then, you know, and I said, it's a Guitar, it's just one of the best guitars. He's like, I'll tell you what, I'll buy it for you. He said, How much is it? I told him, probably be like, I thought it'd be like six or seven hundred bucks for a thousand. Oh, and he said, I'll I tell you what, I'll buy it for you, but you got to do the you got to win this championship game. You have to trip, hit it like you have to pitch a no hitter. No, I think you said a shutout or something like that. Wow! And you, have hit, you have to hit a couple home runs or a home run. I ended up pitching like a no hitter. Hit like four home runs. So needless to say, I got the strat. He bought me a Strat. Again. <laughs> you? Wow!
0: You an adult bribed you to win a re- like a, a better well, game. I bribed it. him. Yeah, he you was, like, like I, hustled oh, that's him. True, you hustled him.
2: Yeah. Like I'm you more didn't hustle just got
0: a bitch ass guitar. You got
2: the guitar. I got a fucking yeah. I mean, the Strat of Caster. I got. It was fucking prime somewhere. has pictures of the Strat, and actually, it was oh on Facebook God. the other day. Somebody posted. <laughs> it was like hilarious. But uh, yeah, this is
1: the best. Yeah. How I got my first guitar story we've encountered yeah. so yes. far. <laughs> I don't know if anyone can top this.
2: Yeah, it was it was freaking really, and I got. And so I went from there. I got that Strat. I mean, we, and it's funny, too, because I went right from the game. I still had on my uniform, still was wearing my cleats, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have my tennis shoes on, wearing my cleats. And we went, you know, we had looked up this guy <laughs> in the Washington Post, in the One Ads. I found, you know, found a friend of Stratocaster, and the guy was like, you know, talked to him on the phone, and the guy was like, yeah, we, no checks, man, I want cash. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, we got cash," like, yeah. <laughs> and the guy was like, "Yeah, here's the fucking address. He just gave us the address." Wow! That was like, you know, I, and at the point at that time, I didn't know how to play one note. You know, I well, you what, had the best
0: guitar. You had the best guitar. You actually, gotta actually, learn. I did
2: know. I, I did know how to play, of course, "Smoke on the Water."
0: Yeah, and I brow. had
2: been hanging out. <laughs> I how to play "Smoke on the Water." Ah, ah.
0: Um, <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, I don't know but, the rest of this goes.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I went and I so when we got there, he said, You want to try it out? And I was like, Yeah. So <laughs> I sat there and played Smoke on the Water to the huge Marshall. I remember, yeah. And then I was like, I, I was so blown away too because a guy played before me. I was so intimidated. He was just like, said, <laughs> No. And you just
1: pluck smoke on the water right
2: there. <laughs> yeah, you he said you want to try it out? And I'm like
1: yeah. kid in a baseball uniform. <laughs>
2: yeah. Fourteen years old. Just, it was it was great. Wow. But yeah, I mean those are the memories. I don't know how we got all over that. I but mean, yeah, that was
0: childhood memories, childhood. Yeah. Now okay. you have an amazing How you ended up with an amazing guitar.
2: That oh. was great. <laughs> <laughs> didn't but didn't happen.
0: Yeah. So didn't I guess happened
2: to many people
0: yeah it doesn't (laughs) that's amazing it's a a one-of-a-kind story (laughs) um so scream you guys were together for well so wait so you guys started in 79 but you did break up for a bit
2: yeah well yeah broke up i left actually a few times scream started i guess in, in 79 and uh went on we you know, stayed on Discord pretty much, and ended up touring a few times mm-hmm. to Europe and doing American tours. And then uh you know, we ended up I don't know if you know the whole story but we ended up can't the original drummer ended up leaving for a while. We ended up hiring Dave Grohl yes. for a while. So and he was with us till like eighty-nine and then I I, I sort of I had been having you know, I, I kept quitting. I was having like, we we're having definitely differences of what do you call it? Like uh
3: Marital issues.
2: Marital, <laughs> definitely, definitely marital issues. It's just like so many. It was everything. It was, it was like it was so crazy, you know, they did everything. But it was mainly Wait, were you
0: guys all still living together?
2: It, it was mainly because of that. I was like the living
0: yeah. we're living
2: Ooh. in the same area. Everybody had uh, I think it was weird because, uh, and there would have been a couple, you know, breakups, with, not of the band, but in relationships within the band. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of toxic, toxicity going on there. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I ended up, uh, they would end up, I ended up moving to Toronto for a while.
3: Oh, wow. And,
2: That's And, uh, and then they, yeah, i just, and, and then, they talked me into coming back and and uh cause we we had left Discord and we st- we had signed on a reggae label,
1: label Okay. Ro-
2: it was called Ross Records. And oh, we were okay. like the first first rock act. Uh, everything else was all reggae.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: they had all that- they had, like Ike-Miles. I don't know if you're Icamouth, they had at and uh, God, who else, uh I think Augustus Pablo. They had a lot of the Studio One people, mm-hmm. uh, I think they even did a little bit of Barrington Levy and stuff like that. I can't remember exactly, but anyway, but we were the only act, uh, only rock act that they had in hardcore so, oh, at yeah. that. So, they didn't really know what to do with us. Uh, the contract.
1: Yeah, that's never good.
2: And, yeah, and then like we ended. Then they ended up like pretty much. You know, they had it. It was one of those contracts where. If they weren't satisfied, they kicked us off. And we didn't yeah. really sell as many records as they thought we would.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They, they didn't know how to market us. And uh, which, and, but we were touring like crazy.
0: Oh, that's good.
2: And so and I, then I got like, sort of like, you know, I had some weird breakups. So I left the band in Europe and they came back home. Found another bass player. That was like in '88. Then I got back. That was like early was late '87. I got back in the band '88. Then I broke up again in '89. 80, mm-hmm. I left them. They were in L.A. we were in we we're in California. I think we we're in uh, we're uh, we're in Hollywood Hills somewhere. In fact, I think Pete's sister was working at Tropicana and she was living in. And it's like sort of it was right beside Harry Houdini's mansion.
3: Wow. Was okay. In the
2: Hollywood Hills, but they were—it was like a really crazy place of like rock stars and like because mm. she was like one of those, like uh, like beautiful rock girls and, and all yeah. those, like like all these great like rock artists were coming by because all these Tropicana girls there. Yeah. And they would come through there all hours of the night. And we we had actually been on tour and we I don't know, we had a month before we had another show, and we had like 75 bucks or something <laughs> between the six of us or something. And I was like, and my and my, my mom had just been diagnosed with cancer, well, oh, emphysema. Wow. My stepdad just had a major heart attack, so I, I had to leave. And when I left, they stayed in California. And Dave joined Nirvana, of course.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah, So so we broke up in, like, 89. But then we we did, uh, and we were, like, sort of, nobody, everybody was pissed off at me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Keep <laughs> leaving.
2: But yeah, it was, like, the second time It was mainly about, the first two times it was mainly Relationship, yeah. Not not in the band, but you know, like
1: yeah.
2: Then the last time it was, you know, my mom and after my mom, my mom passed in '93, Mm. and those guys were pretty pissed off at me. Nobody was speaking to me for a long time. Oh shit! Yeah, they like you know for like two or three years. So around then, you know, for like two years, so around '91. After Nirvana, like, I hit it pretty big.
1: After grunge happened. Yeah, and then yeah. grunge happened.
2: <laughs> then then, uh, then, everybody was, like, everybody was in a great mood. You know what I mean? Dave was making tons of, I think it's, you know, he's making great money. And, and I was raised, I was beginning to start a family. And, oh. and uh, so we sort of got back together. Screamed it with just like well, we were just doing prompty shows with with the original drummer.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: Because Dave Dave was and so we did a few shows like that and Dave would a few times Dave would come and uh, sit in and do a couple songs.
0: Oh, that's cool. actually really pretty cool of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like really cool because like it's weird we did this we did a reunion show in '96 at Black Cat in DC.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And,
2: you know, and that's, again, that's owned by that small circle of people mm-hmm. who are part of Discord. Yeah. It's like one of this guy named Dante and Dave had gotten together and they were like, they was like a silent partner and they bought this club in D.C. called Black Cat. Oh. Which is pretty big now, pretty infamous or famous now. Right. And so, I was living in Little Rock at the time, Little Rock, Arkansas, and they and they were oh, wow. like, "Hey, let's get together and uh, do the show." And I was like, "Cool." It was right around Christmas, and just like because Pete, the Pete and Frowns were living in California, I was living in Little Rock. Kent was still living in D.C. Wow. Dave was uh, with Nirvana, but they were they had just done it, uh, they just done a small tour, and uh, they just did the, the biggest tour, I think. Just before Kurt did all the wacky shit, he <laughs> always did
1: the wacky shit. But <laughs> yeah,
2: then you know. yeah. so they had hiatus, and Dave was in town, so we all converged and mm-hmm. and uh, we played the Black Cat and like Eddie Vetter was there. It was like all these oh. Seattle people were there. It was cool because we got got didn't really get yeah. along better too. Well,
0: that's okay. Oh. Nobody really did. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace. But also. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Yeah.
2: Oh, Eddie Vedder's still alive, isn't he?
1: No. Rest right? No. Eddie Vedder, Vedder no. is definitely still alive.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah Are you thinking of
1: Chris Cornell? I was thinking of Chris <laughs> Cornell. Eddie Vedder, 100%, 100% still alive. still alive.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but he's hard no. to
2: get along. Yeah, he, he was hard to talk to. I don't know if it's hard. I was like pretty inebriated. He was like. <laughs> He's like, not having, like, I,
1: I can see that from Eddie better. <laughs> I can
0: see him being a very no-nonsense person. Oh like-
2: yeah, he was totally, but Pat, <laughs> me and Pat, that was like the first time I met Pat Smear.
1: He seems man. like a joy to be around.
2: Yes. Oh man, he was just, he was just cool, we got along, yeah. he got along like peas and carrots. Oh,
1: that's amazing.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah, he was a pretty great guy, he still is. <laughs> Every time I see him, he's always very nice.
0: But that sounds like a really nice show. Even just that you guys all got together again and just like fuck it, let's yeah. just play and have
1: fun.
2: Yeah, it was great. It was great, and they even got like it's, it's a couple. It's like a recording of it somewhere, a live recording of that.
1: Oh, I'm sure there is. There's, yeah, there's probably a be. few. It'd probably be cool to yeah, find.
2: Yeah, it's like it's scream. Yeah, it's Black Cat Live '96. I think it is. Oh, it's shit. on Pork Records or something like that. I
0: gotta look I'm that. Really that's I mean,
2: and that's what I mean. This is, it's been such a Ride. i mean i mean i don't think it's. i was talking to pete the other day and we we're t- talking you know about all the crap we've been through yes
1: yeah, seriously <laughs> and, uh, it's been a long time i'm sure you guys have been through quite the ringer yeah you guys- oh
2: yeah it's like it's, it's so bizarre because he's pulling out the thing about pete pete stall is like his memory's not the greatest but he remembered i mean he uh like Holds on to everything he's got, like, what do you call it? He's got like notebooks from yeah. when we wrote, like,
0: oh,
1: that's awesome
2: from tours. Like, he has a tour that itinerary, the tour, all the
1: memorabilia from everything yeah, you guys like, have done, crazy
2: stuff. Like, this. and he, he's starting to pull out all these recordings nice.
3: from like,
2: uh, to, you know, songs, you know, the cassette tapes that we recorded. <laughs> Uh, Just a practice and songs, at least thirty-five songs that we like never recorded are pretty decent. We and we're thinking about like maybe going back and recording them.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's probably pretty helpful that he kept all that stuff because, yeah, you know, big fans of yours, I'm sure, would be super interested in stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, like you can like
0: reinterpret it as you're a little bit older. You've had a little bit more experience. Oh yeah.
2: And that's so good. It's it's like it's really humbling and uh, satisfying. It brings a tear of memory.
3: Sometimes,
2: sometimes I go, it, but it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I wish I wish I could have held on. We we're talking about it's like so many it's like all these songs. We it's like we remember the titles and we remember like the passion and but we yeah. can't remember the chord progression worth <laughs>
1: it's remember about that,
2: that counts though that, yeah i mean we got people going like there was this one song called what in the world and i remember it being like really just 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 a catchy little song it had like some little like who cool sort of feel to it with a big and, ending big rock and roll ending at the end and i'm like damn it i
1: can't remember <laughs> oh i <sighs> can't, like, can't remember like i know that
2: thing just remember the chorus because yeah. it was just what in the world.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like when you walk into a room and you're like shit, I forgot what I came in here for. And yeah, you know exactly. Something important and you know it's in there but you <laughs> yeah. cannot figure it out. Just walk around it, the whole house. <laughs> like,
2: my go, mom used to say it burns me up.
0: Yeah, you've been keeping busy too. You released something not too long ago. Um, your own solo album.
2: Yes, in two thousand seventeen. Yes. I released uh a solo the book of Enoch in E minor.
0: That's right. I couldn't remember which which chord progression it was.
2: <laughs> the E minor. I was gonna it's the see, e I was minor. trying to be deep because if you, you know rock and roll, it's E. This it's is like always e. 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 It's always E. But if if you want I don't know, it's like I think it's like was it was a Chopin. It was all when you always hear about these great uh classical you know written as yeah. a Chopin in e minor yes you
3: know, <laughs> always or something
2: like or like c minor seven yes. i don't know it's just some <laughs> it just, i was like dude and i was going to use the book of you know the book of enoch just to get an immediate like so when people because i know a lot of people probably look up the book of enoch mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
2: and i thought it was poignant you know
1: just makes you feel perfect. like you have to put a pinky up a little bit when oh, you're listening bit. to it
2: well I'm always trying see it's where I have I always <laughs> explained to people I don't really have a life but I have this vast uh, imagination so so I try to put a whole thought process behind even even, even it's never totally completed mm-hmm. but <laughs> I mean, it's sort, of, it's sort of just hanging out there but as long as it's and, there
3: <laughs> it is. Yeah. but,
2: but it's, a, it's a start you gotta you know Gotta have a foundation. You gotta start somewhere. Exactly. So yeah. So I was like, you know, my, you know, my engineer, because it was just me and my friend Phil Schaefer, not D Phil Schaefer, but a Phil Schaefer. It happens that his name happens to be Phil Schaefer, (laughs) and he's a great engineer and great friend of mine. So he was taking a course of engineering in uh, California. He had one of the home studios, and he was like, "Hey, I'm taking a course." and, and you know, i'm living out in san francisco and i'm going through a divorce and,
1: so let's do and, this you know, so
2: let's do this so we so it was great because i you know i was like again it was i was leaving my comfort zone and i was mm-hmm. getting it you know it was really cool to me because it's like went out there didn't even have my own guitar i just had my guitar was still I didn't bring any of my stuff. We're out there. We rented a guitar. <laughs> didn't have amps or anything. You just plug into, you know, we use the technology. So we were yes. just plugged, in, plugged into these, you know, what is it? Uh, Pro Tools. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you get your pick of amps, and you get your pick of, like, pedals. You buy a pedal here on online. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. Didn't, you know, it's not the same, but so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just so bizarre. No amplifier. I'm used to, I was playing everything through earphones, but I did a whole <laughs> album and, you know, I probably did like 14 songs and ended up mixing, mixing down and making 10 of them like presentable. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, kind of difficult because I did them all myself. Didn't have a drummer or, you know, I was a bass player and a guitar player and, mm-hmm. just, you know, of course, in the, but i did you know i only got in a couple arguments so
0: (laughs) that's not bad that's progress (laughs) that's progress But the
2: thing is i won them all it was great i won all the
0: arguments (laughs) did you did you end up just going with like a session drummer or a drum machine or
2: no just we programmed it it's crazy because phil phil programmed it i actually beat it out like what yeah the beat the drum beat on a table
1: yes, uh- yes. And he was like got it and programmed yeah. it in
2: <laughs> and he programmed you and i'd be like, what are you doing and He'd
3: just
1: listen like,
2: <laughs> 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 yeah and it never it'd start out like just sound like start it would always start off like somebody falling over the drum set <laughs> I'd be like, what the hell that's not that's not and he go like shut up be <laughs> But I get kicked out of that studio. Oh, table. my God. I was going to say, are Don't you going to get kicked
0: out of your own session?
2: I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I got a program <laughs> got
3: It was
2: great there because I was like, when when I got there, uh, they just made recreational like marijuana. Mm-hmm. Legal recreational marijuana. Yep. So, so that's what you know, he'd have me like. You know, goes, shut up. Just go online and order some pot or
0: something. <laughs> I'm like, you know, go was, go to the dispensary across the street and just yeah. chill out, get your shit well, together was, enough
1: to go get some pie. And then it so was we'll awesome. That
2: I, I mean, it was really awesome because it was just us two there. And you know, once he had, like I said, he was going through a divorce. So once in a while, he'd have his kids' sons would come over and he'd have to watch them. But most of the time, you know, it was like a personal, my engineer, I knew the guy. Mm-hmm. So he, he kicked me out of but he didn't really kick me out. He'd just be like, <laughs> shut up and get out of here for a while. I'm going <laughs> like do my work. Studios, yeah, well most studios, in the stream stuff, they'd literally, i get, they'd be like, dude, you got to be quiet. Shut up.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, you know, with Phil, it was just me and Phil, so we'd always bullshit. And oh. We had, like, yeah, you know, came out with a pretty good, you know, product in the air. So
1: I would agree. Yeah.
2: Huh. Have you heard it?
1: Yes, of course. <laughs> like, yes.
2: Thank you. I, 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 I was really, I'm still like getting uh, used to. I mean, that's you know, I'm still a dinosaur in respect to like <laughs> hard copy. Yeah,
3: I'm used oh, to having yeah. a
2: album, you know, <laughs> with pictures, and so that's our next step that we that we've been talking about. Mary and I was like, yeah,
1: getting some physical to hard, copies.
2: Physical copy, double link, I would know, double album, fold out so you can see the, yes. weed done. Well, the weed. we we doesn't have seeds in it anymore. Back in the <laughs> back in the day, that's what we would do.
0: The times they, the they are fold changing. Out album. Yep.
2: The times they are definitely changing. Weed is so much better.
0: No, oh, wow.
2: Yeah, we did do that.
0: If you're still smoking yeah. that skunky shit, I don't know what where what are you doing? Yeah. You don't have yeah. to anymore. Oh. <laughs> Get that good good. Come
2: on, no stems, <laughs> no seeds.
1: <laughs> we, we saw, we...
0: <laughs> we saw a video. Um, you sent it to me today for dogs. Oh yeah, of... Mary
1: made it for Andalusian dog. Yeah, very, very good. Very good video, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no,
0: it was really good.
2: Yeah, and... well, it's a friend of mine who actually put it together. Mary was, uh, I guess. I did the photography, and that
0: our friend is Oh, good. Festival.
2: Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It was like a collaboration of collaboration some of your stuff and some of uh, fans, my friend Nate uh, who has a pop sort of like a video. He's an artist. Another. Uh, he's like oil mainly. He's like actually a
3: mm-hmm. painter. Oh, cool. But
2: he also does like video. He does a lot of great videos.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, they're just like one of those far-out uh, artists, yeah. passionate guys. He's really great. Uh, so he, he helped us with that video. And I really, that's, I mean, that was, like, like I've never been a video person, mm-hmm. yeah, but that, I mean, because I'm so scatterbrained, but it's uh, <laughs> sort of, I mean, <clears throat> I think video photo sort of limit to artists, you know, a lot of times lyrics.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: video really that video comes across well and because the lyrics are like all over the place
1: yeah but i, I like know. i like that the beginning had a really hard focus on the black lives matter movement mm-hmm. um especially exactly. with eric Gardner. eric Gardner. um because yeah. we can tell that you're big into the blm movement and everything yeah. like that so Absolutely. so we wanted to know um how did you get yeah, re- if you thought-
2: if you saw in the video, it was like uh, the part where where I go, like, with verse where it goes like a mother, a mother, and you'll see a body there. Mm-hmm. That's Fred Hampton when he was assassinated.
1: Oh, wow. By Chicago oh.
2: police. And it is the anniversary of is it his birthday today.
1: Birthday. Really? It's the,
2: it's the anniversary of his uh, assassination.
0: Oh, my oh, goodness. Wow. I didn't know yeah,
2: that. Yeah. So. Oh. Rest in peace, rest in paradise, Fred Hampton.
1: Yeah.
2: But yeah. I'm, I'm, the Black Lives Matter uh been, I guess, tugging on my soul for since uh, Trevon Martin.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: Since that, since that was my first uh, sort of, uh, you know, I guess, inkling of like, even hearing anything about. And that that really just brought me, I was so outraged by that whole incident, and I've been involved in it in my own, my own personal way, like trying not, you know, but definitely uh, because I've always been more peaceful. When Black Lives Matter, when I first heard that chant, and I took it the wrong way myself, like you know, like a lot of people. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, because I took it. Because I came from a very volatile time, you know, in the 60s. I was very, like, you know, I was probably, like, one of the first uh, children that experienced segregation uh, or integration, Mm -hmm. not segregation, (laughs) integration, you know, and the first wave of children. So still a lot of fear and things going on. Before, you know, uh, like I grew up in, the, like, I was born in 61. So I remember, like, in our, in the projects where I lived at, like I said, my community, I lived at, we had uh, a Black history, sort of, it was the Black Panthers, actually, mm-hmm. oh, is
3: wow. what
2: they were doing. And they would, like, and they, before school, before schools actually had started having breakfast in schools, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You had Black Panthers and people like it was, it was mainly the community like right. uh, revolutionaries because it was a huge revolutionary mu- movement that was starting
3: mm-hmm.
2: in like the mid-60s from like 66, 67. You know, you had the Nation of Islam there mm-hmm. too. So, and, and they were both biding for the hearts and minds of. Young, you know, right. single mothers, basically, which my mom was, Uh working mothers, and helping them along with their kids in the morning, so mm-hmm. they'd have, you know, so so we learned a lot of black history, the knowledge, uh, and I think, uh, and Hampton, I think, was murdered, assassinated in '68, I think, also, was it? No, it was later
3: than
2: that. It was like '72 then. '71, I '71, '72. Okay, so yeah. So, so it was like a series of things. So you had, you had Martin Luther King, 68.
1: Yeah.
2: And then, you know, I think, I think let's see, go back. Malcolm X, I think, was just two years before. I think 66, 65.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, the 68 was very really, really volatile. You had Martin Luther King, uh, Robert Kennedy.
3: Yep.
2: I think all, all the same year. Then you had a big uprising. You had, you know, Kent State. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, all that stuff. I mean, and, and, you know, and
0: so you, you grew know. up in a lot of really volatile yeah. stuff.
2: Oh yeah, it was really crazy. I remember, I mean, I thought, and that's why it was it was always, I mean, to me it was and it was all, and you know then all the dis, dysfunctional shit happened,
1: yeah,
2: amongst you know the nation of Islam and black Panthers, yeah, distinction amongst each other. Yeah, NAACP, the same sort of shit was happening. Yeah. Excuse my language. Oh, and, uh, go for it. It's fine. <laughs> so I was coming totally a revolutionary, I guess, born and bred, bred on that and then seeing so the end of dysfunction. Then you had the Yippies take over. You had Rock Against Racism. You know, Reagan came to power. Yep. Yeah. I had to help, like, you know, you had, I only hope was like Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter, like, yeah. Beat, you know, I, <laughs> uh, and I remember like, like, like in Lebanon, like, in, in 70, after the students were hostage and Reagan came to the rescue, we had Rock Against Racism.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but even before that, you know, it was just so much stuff going on. We mm-hmm. had the people coming back from Vietnam. Oh, yeah. My cousins were coming back from Vietnam, addicted to heroin. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, shooting in the streets. It was like real high crime. And, and, and poverty stricken areas. Or you know, so that's where, you know, Hendrix Hendrix, say so you had seventy, Hendrix passed away. Like I said, I I like
1: it's a lot of stuff in a few years, in a short amount yeah, of time.
2: Was, yeah. Oh, it was just so when,
1: when you're I, such an impressionable age too. Oh, yeah.
2: It was, it was crazy. I remember even my mom, like at the time, the big you know, the strongest woman in my life. she who worked, like, three jobs. You know, we had moved from the one place where she had. we had, like, the whole community mm-hmm. where it was a house that my, my godfather owned. And, uh, you know, but then my mom, you know, she got involved with my stepdad and he didn't like that environment. So he wanted us to live. So we moved to another apartment complex and that's where you know, I met and got involved with you know the nation and also like the Panthers.
3: Mm-hmm, and yeah. stuff, you know?
1: and wow! It was, it was like
2: a lot of stuff. You got yeah. Even amongst blacks, it was this inner turmoil going on. Yeah. You know because you know, we had we had the Negroes and the Afro-Americans, and then you had the blacks. It was weird. It was like a month. You know? Oh wow!
3: Yeah,
2: because I, I remember my stepdad was a total like. I remember even like between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier oh. and that fight was going on, right? So you had the Americans, the Americans, total, like straight Americans, the like Negroes who were used to like the Southern and used to the white man, and now you can't, you can't, you don't want to mess with the white man. And mm-hmm. then you had the more revolutionary one, Muhammad Ali. It was like you know, you know. So it was weird. I was always I wanted Muhammad Ali, and my stepdad who I really respected wanted joe frazier
1: oh
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's a point of
1: contention for sure
2: yeah it's just crazy so i i remember like being like now the world is so oversaturated with so much stuff it's like
1: yeah
2: it's like it's like almost information overload but it was just so so much more like you're saying like discord was like like the the do it yourself like sort Mm -hmm. of philosophy but that came from having to do you know having
0: having no you know, choice but to do it yourself if you didn't do it ha- yeah, no one else was gonna
2: if you didn't do it you just went away and you become part of the norm you saw people just going into like the, uh, the corporate world mm-hmm. this cookie cutter corporate world and yep. coming out from whatever direction you know the corporations or the right or the you know, or the power to be even like people who are in the restaurant business, they think you know, becoming that being more of a career there's no spontaneity. Everybody was about the dollar, mm-hmm. such a capitalist sort of society. So I don't know.
0: So in comparison to to back then, how do you feel about like Black Lives Matter now and? Do you feel like there's like a divide within it? Or do you feel like it's a little bit more cohesive? No,
2: I think it's, I mean, that's what I mean. When it first started, I was like one of those stupid people. It was like, all lives matter. I thought it was some genius, you know. <laughs> but then my own kids, my own kids had it, had it like this, But you gotta remember, this was like still like eight to ten years ago.
1: Yeah. So, oh,
0: yeah. I can't, yeah. But so, now, but it's, it's kind
2: of, it's really disturbing to hear people saying it now. Who right. like totally had. And thinking that Black Lives Matter is like you know, communist or and or and they're going to just take or just think that it's actually
0: or anti-white or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
2: just told just exactly. That's the main thing: anti-white is like and what it's, is it's that, sort of, that they're they communists or socialists or and or and you know. And my whole point is like even when I argue with people, almost as you know, some well. Uh, i try trying to stay away from but you got like right now you know socialists. Who kids like you know it's like for a long time people's whole fear was like you know here we are one world order at this point you know <laughs> people are just about willing to try about anything let's try something different you know? yeah. yeah
1: just yeah just but, try it promise yeah. it's not gonna hurt you yeah, yeah.
2: it's like yeah. everybody's like it was There's really so much division going. I mean, I'm totally behind Black Lives Matter. And I realized to actually search through history without like the whole the whole movement from even like Martin Luther King, the movement of, uh, yeah, what would they call that? So much information I can't even remember. The,
1: the Civil Rights Movement. The Civil
2: Rights Movement. Thank you very much.
1: You're
2: welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you, white lady
3: oh my god you're welcome oh my god I,
2: thank you white lady for, I know, that's what i mean it's like the whole civil rights any season.
1: way that i can help as a white lady
2: actually
1: the helpful white lady
2: i mean that i mean but i think i said this to you man it's like at one point it was like something was going down and i think i think it's when. and i hate to say it like in a jovial way When the guy guy shot the protesters and was at Kyle
1: Rittenhouse, yeah, Kyle
2: Kyle Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse. yeah, when he shot, I I said, you know, I said, well, you know, I said, now white people have gotten really hurt, so maybe they'll get even more attention. You know what I mean? Because I was like saying, like, how it's getting crazy with the militias and the white, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and and I like I said, and I really think if it wasn't for certain things. To happen like that that uh, maybe the vote maybe wouldn't even have turned out maybe blacks wouldn't have came out I think people like came together you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and I think also people as a nation came together during the civil rights
3: mm-hmm. movement,
2: a lot of great you know, things happened yeah. you know? but at the same time every time there's an action, there's a reaction so there's going to be some negative but I'm hoping that the Black Lives Matter move in the way it has the the, the conversation will keep going. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. still It'll a lot be. of
2: like rhetoric where mm-hmm. people get a lot of misinformation, but yeah, but at
1: least yeah, because
2: it's weird. Because I've seen people like it was a friend of mine on Facebook. Well, just a, this person I just met is a good person, and some incident happened in his neighborhood. Uh, it's like he's white. Somebody in his family got attacked by the kids you know, in their neighbor in their, their mutual neighborhood. Mm-hmm. they both the black kids attacked the white kids, and I think they were they somehow black lives matter got mentioned in it.
0: oh yeah, always and then,
2: and then because does. of the color thing and then my friend acquaintance he was like saying, I don't you know saying like I don't care, I don't know who the hell you know black lives matter, is, but I want to protect my family. You know, it was like, and I almost reacted and hit him up, you know, on messenger. But I was like, you know what? Everybody's got to have, you know, got to have an open dialogue and he's going to have, it's going to be some real intense things being said, but then hopefully people have a conscience and they realize that they are good people don't realize what they said after I've, I've said a lot of things oh I'm yeah also, we've
1: all, we've said, all things said some are like why did yeah, i, I say that, that? yeah they yeah, stupid i often I think about know. them as i'm falling asleep at night <laughs> yeah, like, yeah,
2: I Manure I just that? ran from my mouth <laughs>
0: <Manure>. <laughs> so i did want to before we ended the uh interview one one last kind of question to ask because i noticed when watching the music i'm like oh those are from troy and i'm like Right. He lives in Troy. How did yeah. you end up in Troy?
2: <laughs> I fell in love.
0: Yay, enjoy Troy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the Troy girl. Now, I, I met, uh, and it's weird because uh, Mary and I, through happenstance 25, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, 30 years wow. ago we met, uh, again, I was already in another relationship with Mary. <laughs> And she was way younger. She she was, she was like a damn blue in distress. She was oh. stranded in D.C. I was like
1: 14 and I got stranded in D.C. And this just so happens to be the person who came to my rescue that day. Oh. I didn't realize it was him at the time
3: because I was never a <laughs> fan.
2: How about that? Yeah, so she was in D.C. watching some band at 14 years old. 14? Oh, my 14. goodness. And Those like... Much different yeah, and... See, and you gotta understand that DC at that time, it was the murder capital of of, of America. You're Crab not helping was her rampant. case here. Crack <laughs> cocaine, cocaine was rampant. It was Jamaican posse. that was like leading DC murder capital. They were oh, killing God. people right. Uh, she was at, I think you were at not the old nine thirty club, which is at 9th and F Street. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on F Street, it was nothing but strip joints and and you know, it's like you know what do you call it? Rated X, whatever the dirty books Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yep. it was like gay club, like one side was like gay club. Next one like male gay men club. Mm-hmm. The next sides like you know butch uh lesbians, and and so it was just like a burlesque, just and then drug, mm-hmm. drugs, drugs like like on both sides, whatever the street. Mm-hmm. But on, on nine thirty, it's like right there. So she was like. Like, after shows, it was like a huge show. After shows, people usually hang out for like an hour. And then it's just the people, it's just the the lurkers. Or the the hustlers, pimps, and hoes, pretty much. And this 14-year-old girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. And she's like, yeah, my ride left me, I guess. (laughs) See, I don't really, I I vaguely remember it. Only because I ended up staying the whole night with her. My girlfriend at the time got so pissed off. (laughs)
1: Oh, wow. And went Mary, home. What and, are you doing?
2: And she, I mean, and I didn't get home like because I sat there to pretty much. I took her to I did, back then. You yeah, had there was no like cell phones,
3: mm-hmm. just, just like,
2: and there was no internet, and there was no. So and there was like and try, a black guy trying to get a cab with a little white girl. Oh my god! Impossible. I lived in the city at the time, so I didn't have a car. <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't have a car. Yeah, so. We would just, you know, I would my my girlfriend at the time would use a hustle of cabs because she was white and she would hustle the cabs. But it's yeah. it's a little different when you got a 14-year-old girl.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Kinda, I bet, but she yeah. actually I think if I if I remember right, probably my girlfriend got the cab and she dropped us off at the bus station. I stayed at the bus station with her until I think he I got me on the bus. He yeah I made a collect phone call for you know, oh the- wow
3: that's nice
2: that. yeah but it's crazy too because see it you know in most bus stops it's usually where the, where the pimps and the are. <laughs> i
3: mean
2: you know yeah i gotta, gotta, like, gotta make that money like, so i couldn't i couldn't like just because as a like redhead like the you know, little white girl
3: yeah you
1: know, please continue. please don't touch this little redhead white girl <laughs> please don't well,
2: it was yeah. weird because it's just like you know, it's like I, like I told her, it's like, you know, she told me when we first started talking to, you. I ended up here. She she was telling me, do you remember? So, I like, and we've been we would talking, casually talking, kept talking, 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 yeah. for months and months and months. And then, finally, I, I vaguely remembered it. And then I was like, finally, about like maybe about maybe about eight months ago, six months ago, I was like, I do remember. And, you know, <laughs> and I was like I remember because I got in so much shit
0: <laughs> oh my god
2: for like doing that and I, and I was like but that was like you know that's something you have to do
1: yeah oh yeah that was yeah. the right thing to do make sure 100 okay. the right thing to do
0: so were you guys yes. just stayed connected throughout all those we didn't
2: stay connected of course Facebook is not like the damn technology <laughs> damn
1: technology damn that Facebook
2: and then she reached out to me on Facebook and you know, it started off innocently enough and at first I thought she was like, I was like, right. But then she, you know, she reached out and I was like, you know, I was, I guess I was on me, she was on me. We, we ended up, I ended up here. She, she, oh, she, so she Mary tempted was me with the taste of nuts and honey.
0: Mary was the catalyst <laughs> to bring you to, all, uh, to Troy. Yeah.
2: Well, she told, she actually, yeah, she really sold Troy but <laughs> this really great place and I got here she, I'm so pissed. No, no, no. no she really sold troy to like and You got i I was like looking i guess you know looking for change right from the past whatever you want to say i just you know i wanted to dc is a great place but it's just so gentrified and so yeah, yeah. so many weird things going on so yeah. so and, and then trump that motherfucker
0: yeah and, there's just you know what there's yeah. no real reason to stay right now i bet every yeah.
1: time you walk out your door you're just fucking pissed <laughs> when well you, yeah you would trump as well, president
2: the freaking thing is like you know it's where it's like where i was living in sterling it's people it's such a paper chase people are just after it's just about money and you could and that's the trap but like even as a laborer i could make so much money there yeah. i never like You know, I would just work to find the right contractor, you just work and not even working hard and you're making good money.
1: Yeah.
2: But it's but it's so expensive to live there, so you have to keep
1: you gotta hustle to be able just to live.
2: Yeah, yeah. And here it's a little more relaxed and you know, Mary you know, I was able to she helped me like getting insurance and stuff here. Yeah, and then and then well I didn't know it was going to be a, a pandemic. <laughs> moved up, we moved up the same week. I think it was like March 16th. Oh, that's
1: crazy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> March 16th, I think the very next week, they're yep. like, lockdown. And then I had to I actually had to go back down uh, to Virginia for like, I don't know, I went back down for like a week mm-hmm. and came back. And, and then you had to day day day.
1: stay in the same house, just the two of you for yeah, we've been, 24-7. We've been,
2: we've been pretty much 24-7, except for like a week wow. since March 16th.
1: Wow.
0: wow. And you're both still alive. Congratulations. Yeah.
2: We're both still alive. <laughs> we haven't torn each other apart yet.
1: You won the pandemic. Yay. Yeah. You Is won this winning? yet? Yeah. That's so
2: awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I like well, to take
2: the small people who made this possible.
0: <laughs> well, Troy is very happy to have you, and mm. we have been very happy to have you on our podcast this week. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I
2: forgot to name you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't
0: it's, matter. It's she's, <laughs> she's helpful white lady, and I'm the other one. It's Rock Candy the, Podcast.
2: Rock Candy Podcast.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, thank what? you so much for taking time out to chat with us and maggie all National that National good National. stuff
2: maggie maggie
0: <laughs> yeah so close i, I still <laughs> like helpful white lady and the yeah. other one
2: i think hey she helped me with my soul rights that's awesome <laughs> you got you got it you know how can you go wrong that, that's what like we're
0: here close. for oh man <laughs> so is there is there anything on the horizon right now that we should be looking out for from you enoch
2: well, see, that's, yeah, so many things. scream uh, like screams got we're, we're talking about uh, doing some recording in, uh, in January nice. of the new year 2021 and hopefully we'll get back on Rebellion Fest for
1: 2021
2: or 2022. Yeah, let's and, get live shows back. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's the main thing. And I've got I play with like, I, I'm supposed to be recording my stuff to start recording on, uh, for the next, uh, it's going to be called Portraits of Grace, nice. uh, the next Enoch, my solo stuff. And I'm in, I'm in two other bands. I'm in another band called Rise Defy. Mm-hmm. It's the band from, uh, uh, Virginia and, uh, we're going to try to do what well, we're talking about trying to do some virtual uh, gigs.
0: Cool. And, That'd uh, be nice. And, uh,
2: and even do, because they're doing some sort of, uh, they're doing live gigs,
0: mm-hmm. but like,
2: I guess uh, with social distancing. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we're trying to do like things in advance of, probably be around springtime, things are going to pop off. Cool, A lot of, a lot of those things. It's, but nothing in the near, and I was going to, I don't know, it's a guy named Eddie Sutton. We were talking about trying to do, he's, he's the lead singer of a band called Leeway. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, he's a New York based band. And uh, we were talking about trying to do some sort of like, uh, how do you say, like a duet.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like,
2: but more mm-hmm. scaled down with just me playing guitar and him singing me, you know.
1: And yeah. Maybe even
2: Mary and I accompany her back up and maybe a, Mary playing a tambourine or something like
1: that'll well, be nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Love me some good About tambourine.
2: Tambour, <laughs> maybe <a> triangle. No. <laughs>
0: she, I'm trying <laughs> to get yeah, her to
2: play what? keyboards or something. She's got a great voice. I don't know. We're we're trying to concentrate on like just uh, the ooh's and eyes and
0: yeah. You know this. what? Like you guys, it sounds like you guys are still creating and having your eyes set on the future, which is honestly at this point with all the spicy times, all you can do.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you that's gotta, fantastic. We are gonna keep start, hoping. Yeah. We're gonna keep an eye out for all your stuff that's coming out. We hope nothing but the best for you is absolutely time marches on. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. out Thanks. of the pandemic.
2: Yeah. Well they got to what they got the, the uh we got the antidote now, right? Got they're,
0: they're talking about the it. Vaccine, the yeah. vaccine. Fingers crossed that it works.
2: Yeah. Well, you go first.
0: <laughs> All right, I will let you know. <laughs> You'll no, be the you go. All right,
2: <laughs> oh. Isn't that wild? How like people are going to be like? Trump has like made so much doubt. I mean, I've always been a little skeptical on uh, vaccines. Anyway, like you know, when they get the flea shots, like no. no thing. <laughs> i will not but like now it's like well hmm, well maybe uh, yeah i would definitely do that (laughs) yes
0: thank you about it
2: vaccine right away (laughs) you never know
0: no yep no All right, sir. Thank you so much for the good times and the great conversation and the wonderful stories. Yes, it has been so much fun talking (laughs) to you. And thank you, Mary. It's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you, (laughs) Mary. Hi,
1: hi, (laughs) hi, Kitty. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There's a cat in the background. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll talk to you guys soon, and And hopefully we'll
1: run into you and Troy sometime. Yeah, seriously, that
2: would be awesome.
1: Yeah, definitely. That
2: would be awesome. We should like try. Where's the meeting place at Troy now? Just virtual Zoom box.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for now. But when we can undo virtual Zooms, let's get together. It'd be lovely.
2: Where do you guys hang out at?
0: Everywhere. Everywhere.
1: (laughs) Our usual hangout is is Rare Form.
0: It's a brewery uh, on Congress Congress
1: Street.
2: Oh, okay. It's the one with the van. Yeah. It is the one with the
0: van. Yeah. (laughs) White Lightning. Shout out.
2: (laughs) Yeah yeah dude dude we i was when i first got here i was like dude that's the coolest fan of
1: us <laughs> yep that's got them tegged, oh, you got yeah, tapped we, on the side can't go wrong kids yep. no, yeah you can't yeah they're good kids yeah
2: yeah
0: all right very cool so right. it's been lovely talking to you we'll see you Love soon to to you stay okay, safe keep on trucking
3: all right.
0: <laughs> Bye. On
1: trucking, Bye. <laughs> Hope you guys liked it. That was an interview. It sure was. <laughs> that happened. And we are very thankful it happened. Same. It was like, a really good again, time. Once
0: again, go look up some music, uh, um, Screams Music. So, I actually spent a lot of the week listening to it. I have really developed a lot, like for hardcore punk this year.
1: It's not bad. It ain't bad. It's amazing what doing
0: this podcast will make you like. I mean, honestly, I... <laughs> Mess my Spotify in the best of ways.
1: Yeah. And the worst of ways. But yes, go onto Spotify and also find Enoch's solo album. Yeah. What was it? The Book of Enoch in E minor. The Book of Enoch in E minor. I should have remembered that. That's hard to forget. (laughs) We literally just talked about (laughs) it. We literally just talked about it. (laughs) Well, I drank all my brain cells away, so whatever. (laughs) It's fine. She didn't even get drunk. She's just drinking
0: her brain cells. I know. It's fine. This is fine.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: Hope you liked it. Yeah. Come back next week for the last episode of 2020. Yeah. It's going to be a good one, though. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wrap it up. Again, guys, we're just trying to have a good time in the last month of the worst year ever.
1: wrapping all these bows on this shit. Yeah. So. Put some little glitter. We're fine.
0: Yep. It's going to be good. So we'll see you kids next week. And until then, party on, Ashley
1: party on maggie that was sad oh there we go that's better
0: (laughs) a party on you crazy kids out there
1: thanks helpful white lady (laughs) i am helpful white lady